Sports Tosh and Jerry podcast is back. It's a great day today, gentlemen. Giannis quieted all the haters, signed a five-year deal with the Bucks. He said Milwaukee's his home. It's his city. We're so happy to have him back. And we had to pod today. Like, I've been waiting for this day for years. So I got Jerry. I got J-Rob with me today. We're going to talk some Giannis and college football. And, of course, bring you our locks and upsets of the week. Uh, Jerry, good to, good to talk to you today on the Giannis signing day. Dude, yeah, good day for you, right, man? You got Giannis at the Supermax, and then the Ducks somehow uh, found their way to the Pac-12 championship, uh, which is kind of surprising. But, yeah, excited to be here, J-Rob. I know uh, you have a lot to go over, so I'm, I'm pretty happy you're on the pod, too, and we can finally address Mahomes or, or Tasha's Mahomes take. Ooh. Well, this is a good day, boys, and I, I you know, I'm, I've been working on a mural for the past five or six years of all the superstars that were going to go to the Knicks who didn't end up signing there. So I got Kyrie on there, I got Durant, uh, and Giannis is just going to, you know, add to my mural. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, LeBron. I got Julius Randle. Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Amari yeah, Stoudemire. I didn't know it, we were starting with the Knicks here, but. I mean, genuinely, who's been their biggest signing, like, in the last, like, decade? Amari Stoudemire. Oh, he yeah. Led him, he led him to a third-place seed and a second-round exit. Oh, yeah. And I suppose I suppose you can't count Mello as a signing because they traded for him right. three months before they could have just signed him and decimated all their assets for him anyway. So we can't count him on that list. Yeah. Well, let me just take a second here. Everyone doubted Giannis. Everyone said he's going to go to the Raptors, Miami, uh, Warriors even. Yeah, none of that's happened. I knew it the whole time. Giannis is loyal as hell. <laughs> that guy's an OG. I mean, he just, said he wants to stay in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yeah, like, we, he's, he's got no reason to leave. Like, he's coming from Greece. Like, he has more than he could ever need. Like, Milwaukee's his home. Like, the dude was jogging to the gym on off days and, like, putting in so much work in Milwaukee. Like, he definitely wants to stay there. He's part of the community. Um, but I guess, like, he had that meet- meeting with ownership, what was it, December 12th? And, like, I guess they talked down, and he was like, all right, like, I'm convinced, like, they're going to make moves and, like, be invested in it. Um, so I guess he saw enough where he's like, cool, like, I'm down to, I'm to stay here for a little while longer. Yeah, there's a phenomenal, there's a YouTube video of Giannis from, like, his either rookie season or maybe his second year in the league where he's just getting used to Milwaukee. Uh, and he weighs, like, 110 pounds. And he's going through a workout with his trainer or whatever. And then he uh, ends practice and goes on a tour of some just like 10 cent pizza factory in downtown Milwaukee. And there's like fake Italian sculptures everywhere. And he's making his own pizza. He's loving every second of it. Like this guy, this guy does not have, you know, the, the flash or the glam or any of that other stuff. He's, he's a Milwaukee through and through. Have you seen the, his, his literally his first tweet? After he got drafted, he's he has a suit that his owner that his uh, agent bought for him. He just flew to America. He's in America for the first time, and he goes and gets a smoothie and tweet, "I just got my first smoothie. God bless America." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an all timer. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's so that great. great like as a person to, and a player to transition. I think people are sleeping on the Bucks. Like Drew Holiday's is a really good get for them. And I know, like, their depth isn't as I good. Mean, but it's hard to be sleeping like, on Like, Holiday, a... Middleton, Giannis. Like, that's a really – Lopez. That's that's a solid four. Like that. I don't think anyone sleeps on the Bucks anymore. I think two years ago when you said, hey, don't sleep on the Bucks," like, and Giannis took the leap, it was much more surprising now. Like, I'm pretty – I'm much more woke on the Bucks now. Uh, like, I fully expect them to be the one seed again. It's just, like, a matter of whether those moves that they made can get them out of the second round. So that's more what it comes down to. I have no doubt that Giannis in the regular season are going to be nice. And, like, also I think that, yeah, they ran into Miami and Miami's defense and then building the wall, like, to stop Giannis was the way that they were able to stop him. But if you look at that team in the regular season, like, they weren't playing their dudes in the fourth because they were so dominant in the regular season. And then the COVID pandemic interrupted that, and they lost all their momentum of the season. So, like, I think it might have played out differently had there not been, like, a three-month break in between. What I would want to keep yeah, my I eyes on with them agree. as well this year, uh, we should be keeping our eyes out on whether they're going to kind of pull. Uh, is it going to be a 2015-2016 Warriors situation, or is it going to be a 2018 Warriors situation with their 
their rest and their general effort levels in the regular season. Uh, we know they're going to be one of the better teams, but do they go for it and try to win, you know, yeah. 67, I think they're trying to games? win and by, by a large margin. I don't think they're doing the whole resting because they haven't won the championship yet. Like, they, they have no, like, on-off switch, like, once you become champ. But we've seen it with yeah, the Giannis 73 and Warriors, star. right? Yeah. But we've seen it with I think the with Giannis and Warriors. Star, though. I suppose. I just worry about, you know, we saw what happens when a team goes all out 82 nights a year, wins 73 games, and then they get to the end of the finals and it seemed like everyone's legs were dead. So do, um, you know, does Coach Bud and uh, Giannis have any sort of foresight to try and avoid a situation like that? I mean, I'm not the biggest Coach Bud fan, but I think he's good. He's good in the rate. I mean, I think Giannis only played like 30 minutes a game last year. And yeah. I don't see he that didn't play the fourth that ever. much. So I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's going to be fine. My concern with Bud is in the playoffs. Is he going to keep Giannis to playing 35 minutes a game like he did in the first two rounds of this year's playoffs, or is he going to play 40 something like every other NBA superstar? Like, I think stuff like that might change now that they don't have as much depth. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Like, what uh, what else? Uh, Do we know if he, the- his shooting has improved at all too? Because like, I saw the video like around Twitter, and it's like NBA's back, and Giannis bricks a three. So, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a great shooter, but he's like seven feet tall. He's basically a center. Like, he doesn't. Yeah, he's good. He doesn't need to <laughs> be a, a great center shooter. with handles. Center with handles, amazing wingspan, crazy athleticism, blocks, rebounds, assists, runs the floor well. Yeah, Giannis is pretty good. I'll is- give you that. And this is and this is where I hate to see, you know, kind of the direction that the NBA is headed is I don't want a guy like that to have to learn how to be a knockdown three point shooter. Like I was yeah. just watching the other day, there's a video on Twitter of Jaleel Okafor like draining a bunch of threes and he weighs like 115 <laughs> pounds now. And, you know, that guy was fun to watch at Duke and there's great post play in college basketball still and it does not exist in the NBA anymore. A, a huge bummer. Um, a guy like Luca Garza, for example, who I've been loving every second of his game so far this year. Um, you know, he's he's trying to expand his three point game because he thinks that's what he's going to have to do to make it in the NBA. Yeah, his his out. translation of the NBA is weird. Like he can, he's one of those dudes that thinks and dominate college ball like uh, Frank Kaminsky, and then get to the league and just not be able to produce the same way. I, to yeah. me, he's already better than Frank Kaminsky, but I mean. Frank the we'll Tank. That man Frank was, was nice in college. But yeah, he's Jerry. Kind of <laughs> Jerry. Kind of looks like Frank the Tank. I don't know. I mean, people can't <laughs> see him on Zoom. <laughs> Go check I'll out the uh, Instagram for that. Our little uh, logos there. But uh, yeah, but bef- next week we're gonna do a full NBA preview pod. Uh, but I wanted to get your guys' takes on preseason. If you've had any, there's been a few games. You get to see some of these rookies. Any takes, you guys? Boys, I don't know if you've heard. There's a, there's a new man in town in the NBA. Uh, he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. His name is LaMelo Ball. Uh, the folks have been on this guy since he was 13 years old. Uh, I've not watched, you know, I wasn't one of the, the hype beasts checking out the high school clips back in the day. I wasn't even really following him when he was in Australia. Um, from what I can tell so far the preseason, he has the best court vision of any rookie I've ever seen. He Probably has the worst three-point shot of any rookie point guard I've ever seen. Uh, but he is just going to be incredibly entertaining <laughs> to watch with that team this year. And they're probably going to win 16 games. But they'll be the most entertaining 16-win team in the history of the league. So I can't wait. Did you watch? But, for speaking but of bad Rob, they shooting, got Gordon he, Hayward. So he's not, he's not very my good. Point. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of worst you know, shooting for rookies, I just want to bring up Markel Fultz because I always bring that up whenever I can because I think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, Lamelo's passing is insane. That's kind of like what was expected from him based on like, you know, NBA insiders or guys that follow the scouting scene, which I don't follow. It's kind of like, you don't follow it as closely. And so I like the Lamelo pick for the Hornets. The problem is like, he's going to be on a team where he can shoot a lot. And like, the problem is if he's on a bad team, he might get disinterested, develop really bad habits. And so my whole take on him is that he's going to be really, really good on his second NBA team when he doesn't have to be the guy and he's on a better team in a better situation where he can have guys to pass to and make better, um, which is tough. Cause like you want to see him develop, but like I don't see him developing that well in Charlotte with Gordon Hayward as his running mate. So yeah, he's going to be interesting to watch, especially like we've seen Lonzo when he 
when he kind of gets down, like he gets really disinterested and just doesn't play well at all. So I'm, I think that he might fall, you know, in a similar category there. What happens when all three of them, uh, and that's Lonzo Lamelo and uh, professional sunglass thief uh, Leangelo Ball, all end up on that Charlotte team together? Dude, like Leangelo, Leangelo just got cut from the Pistons. No one's going to sign him. If you can't make the Pistons squad and you're trying to make the league like as a young guy, you're not going to make it. I mean, and we knew we knew the the best one was supposed to be Lamelo, and then it was Lonzo, and then Leangelo. So if Lamelo can be half the defender. Lonzo is like he's going to be around for a very long. I think Lamelo is basically just a better version of Lonzo. I mean, yep. in a little more size, more athleticism, more yep. skill. Like he's going to be a solid player. I, I'm interested yep. to see. And he's six well, seven. Like that's yeah, he has the length to defend. Shocked me is like yeah. he's big. You know, he's a big guy. So I you think know what he's kind of like? He's like a little bit shorter of a Ben Simmons who can shoot a lot better. And that's not saying much because he can't shoot that well. But the passing's there. The defense could be there eventually. Um, and he can score to me, inside. he has a more so like, creative – yeah, he's more of a creative yeah. ball handler than Ben Simmons. Like, Ben Simmons just, you know, this 6'10 physical force. I mean, he's not really a point guard, right? Like, he's, he's a power forward. Just a really, yeah, he's a power forward who can handle the ball really well. Whereas Lamelo, true point guard, has – I mean, he doesn't even have eyes on the back of his head. He has, like, the mad-eye moody eye where he can just <laughs> see through the side of his head at all times. But – uh, the shooting is the major concern. Yeah. I, I'm i interested in another rookie, James Wiseman. Um, he's looking really good in the Warriors uniform. This guy is big as hell. Like, legit seven-footer who can run. I mean, I was looking at a clip of him, and he's, like, handling the ball on the fast break like Giannis. It's like, everyone thought the Warriors were going to sign Giannis. They might have their next Giannis there. And, and that would really shock everyone if, if he becomes really good and the Warriors are like a – I think if he's really good, the Warriors are a serious uh, championship contender. Yeah, and I'm going to cut that off there. We're going to leave that for next week. Tune in if you want to hear Tosh's take on the Warriors for our entire basketball preview. But, uh, Tosh, let's get to both of our teams here. The Ducks, dude, we made it to Axel Championship. Don't know how the fuck we got there. We're playing the let's USC. Go. That's what it was supposed to be, right? USC out of the south, us out of the north, you know, went exactly as, as planned. Uh, for those who don't know and are listening, uh, UW, University of Washington, canceled because of COVID. I guess their entire O-line had COVID. Um, so Oregon is uh, stepping in. So what, what do you expect out of this one? Dude, so USC's ranked 13th. They're undefeated. I mean, they've got, honestly, a lot more to play for than the Ducks. Uh, I was at that game, Jerry, and – we dominated USC. We put up like 52 straight points. And, uh, and yeah, it was not even close. So, I mean, I think we have a chance. We've got a much different team. But in a one-game scenario, like, I think the Ducks could easily win. And if we win, we go to the Fiesta Bowl. We have a chance to win the Fiesta Bowl, win the New Year's Six Bowl, and it's a good season. So, <laughs> is that so? If we win this game, we're in the New Year's Six Bowl. That's incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. didn't expect to, to be here at this point after losing to OSU. Uh, so Slovis though, he's pretty turnover prone. Is he not? Do I have that wrong? Like he's, he's like your stereotypical USC quarterback, like big arm slinging it, but like pretty prone to turnover. So if we can get him in some situations under pressure, uh, like I like our shot. It's like a cave on Thibodeau can keep, keep Slovis under pressure. I like it. I like our shot. And the pack 12 is just a complete, like, I mean, Anything can happen any week. None of these teams are that much better than any of the others with yeah. all the COVID and all that really equaling playing field. So, if the Pac-12 um, follows if its USC pattern, wins, I mean, I, yeah, if the Pac-12 follows its pattern, Oregon's yeah. win this game, right? Like there, there can't be an undefeated Pac-12 champion these days. Yeah. It simply doesn't happen. They, I mean, the somebody who wins is in at least brutal two. shape. Oof. Yeah, we're just not, not a good year. No. Yeah, and Stanford. And I mean, Stanford I think won USC, three or four. if they win this game, they did. They're playing good football. But if USC wins this game, I don't think they're going to go to the playoff, uh, even at as an undefeated no. Pac-12 uh, Which, team. So I guess that's winner weird, of this game though, goes right? Fiestable. That's weird, though, because if Oregon happened to go undefeated or had gone undefeated and won, they had a decent shot at making the playoff. But USC in the same conference goes undefeated, and they have no shot. I don't get that. I mean, I don't. Looking at it now, I don't know if Oregon really would have had a shot. I mean, USC has – USC's barely won a few games. Like, they haven't looked great. So. Oh, they're not great. No. They almost lost to what was Arizona or Arizona State. I think it was Arizona. 
I mean, so if, the if USC came back, comes out, if USC comes out and beats Oregon like forty-two ten, and a few other teams lose, like there's a chance. But I mean, it's I don't. They just haven't played that well this year, and I don't really like their chances. But um, well, let's yeah, break down some of these games. Break down some of these things that would have to happen in order for them to potentially get there. And a yeah, couple of these so teams th- ahead of them. I think that starts with the ACC championship. Uh, Notre Dame versus Clemson. If the only Clemson, I mean, they're gonna they're if they beat if they win, they're in. Um, if they get blown out, then then I don't think they have a chance. Um, I, I, Jerry, I mean, if it's a close game and Clemson loses, you think a two loss Clemson, there are only two losses in close games, and Notre Dame gets in. Or... Probably not because this time Clemson would have lost with Trevor Lawrence. Whereas the argument is if Notre Dame loses, they beat them without Trevor Lawrence. Now they lost them with Trevor Lawrence in. So like Clemson would be the two seed. Alabama would be the one. And then Notre Dame could still get in as the four with Ohio State staying at three. So I think if, if Clemson has two losses in both Notre Dame, I don't think they should be in the playoff. I mean, I know it's a weird year in college football, but you, you can't have a two-loss non-conference champion make the playoff over a one-loss conference champion or a, an undefeated con. Like, I would rather – I mean, Clemson would beat up on Cincinnati, but I'd rather give Cincinnati that shot than put a two-loss on Yeah, but that's kind of a similar argument to, like, if USC wins and Clemson has two losses and it's like, oh, put USC and they have no losses, but head-to-head, USC would get smacked. So, but Cincinnati's played, you know, nine, ten games. It's, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah, it's as a little US. different. And it's in a, a conference different. that's arguably better than the Pac-12. But <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I guess so. Oklahoma and Iowa State, too, Big Twelve, are also ranked ahead of USC. Um, I don't think Oklahoma ha- really has a chance to get in, even if they win this game. Iowa State. I mean, I don't really. I don't think either of these teams have a chance to get in. So no, they're both not that good. The winner of this game's, yeah, the winner of this game's going to go to the Fiesta Bowl and play the probably the winner at Oregon USC and Oklahoma had two losses early this season. Um, been playing better. They've got a young team, but um, Brock Purdy, Iowa State quarterback, he's been there for a little. He's pretty good. Uh, it's an interesting game, but I mean, I don't think either team can go to the playoff. Well, the fact that Iowa State is at six in these latest rankings is an absolute travesty to me. And again, I don't watch a ton of these games, but they've lost to what? They, they lost to BYU and Louisville. Do I have that right? Or I all I know is that they've, um, I mean, you've got Cincinnati at eight. No, they're down at nine. Florida, I would argue, has a better resume than Iowa State. They're at seven. Uh, and then you've got teams like Coastal Carolina and USC who are undefeated and way behind. So I don't understand the the love for the Cyclone this year. Yeah, Coastal Carolina should be higher. They have a really, really good team this year. I mean, in in the rank in the uh, yeah, I mean they're good, but I don't. I, I mean I don't know. They, they I guess they beat BYU. They haven't really played. I would love to other. see them play Cincinnati. That would be a great matchup. Yeah, they. I mean that should happen. Honestly, I mean. I think these teams kind of screwed up by like schedule, like the the non or the the group of five like screwed up by not leaving some of these slots open to play each other late in the season. Like you saw Coastal Carolina and BYU do it, but that was because games got canceled. They should have just left them open, honestly, and and did a little tournament themselves. But every um, team should do that from here on out. Let's just make a rule. We'll leave a week open uh, in late. I guess yeah. it'll probably have to be early it, December in a regular season schedule and just have all these teams that are looking to build their resume. The prove each it other week. And, yeah. 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 I Leave love that. Non-conference so. games till the end of the year. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, how about the uh, SEC championship? Florida had a brutal loss last week, basically knocking them out of the playoff against LSU. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's deflating. I think – now they now they face Bama. I think this game. I mean, Bama's going to win this game. Bama's Dude, I think Bama's just so he- yeah far ahead of everybody this year. Uh, I agree. It's crazy, dude. Like the spread, I think on their last game against nobody. Uh, it was it was uh, who the hell was it? Um, it was like thirty two or thirty five, and they covered it so easily. Like even on the games that you think like, oh, they're not going to get excited for this one. Like Nick Saban has these boys. Focus. I got no doubt Alabama's going to roll. This is what happens. Tides rolling. Yeah, this is what happens when Bama goes, like, what they go, like, 9-3 and three last year. They come back. Yep. 
on the revenge tour. And Nick Saban got his team all riled up. And uh, I'll tell you right now, you don't want Bama. Um, Are you college football fans out there? You don't want Bama. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Who would have the best shot to beat them right now? Bama and. uh, So the best shot to beat them right now, but. I mean, Clemson didn't look great defensively against Notre Dame, but yeah, maybe Clemson. Ohio State almost lost to Indiana. <laughs> like maybe yeah, Clemson just because they have Lawrence who's beaten them before. So I don't know. That might be the best shot. Ohio State just hasn't played enough games and has zero continuity going into it, so I don't really trust them at all. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, uh, Northwestern Ohio State. Northwestern, I mean, their offense is not very good. Their defense is good. I think this game could be, like, somewhat close in the first half just because of Northwestern's D, but I think, like, the more chances Ohio State gets, they're going to put up at least 30 points. Northwestern, I do not think, is going to put up more than, like, 20. So I like Ohio State, and if they win, they're pretty much in as, like, the third-ranked team right now. So, um, so, yeah. Which is Uh, crazy that the Big Ten changed their rules to just let Ohio State get into that championship yeah. game but i mean Jesus. they had to ohio state's far and away like the best in that conference so i you know i'm not that upset about it i kind Be of careful am, look out on twitter after this game if northwestern somehow pulls off the upset about 50 percent of uh, blue checkmark journalism twitter went to northwestern school of journalism so you will see <laughs> yeah. all sorts of people come out of the woodwork if the wildcats manage to pull the upset yep yeah Fully. And a few more games here. You just want to touch on Cincinnati's number six, and they play Tulsa. So, for any chance they need to get in to the playoffs, they got dropped to nine. They're gonna need the... Really? They're nine they got dropped week, to so... the new rankings. I mean, new rankings came out today, and they got dropped to nine. They're going to need the win if they want any chance. Same with Texas A&M's got a shot to get in. Um, they do. It, I think if Clemson they... loses, there it could be in. Yeah, if Clemson loses, I think Texas A&M gets in. So they got to win at Tennessee this week. Um, and, yeah, before we get started with NFL, hit that subscribe button. You'll get this pod in your feed. You don't have to remember to search it every week. Um, and also give us a rating. Let us know what you think. And Jerry, Nick's Picks Pod, we were on there. Jerry Rob, I, I know you've been checking that out. Uh, talking basketball. He's He's got a little 12 days of Christmas basketball segment coming up. So. Uh, check that out for basketball coverage. Um, and I know Nick's always, a big pop culture guy. I mean, um, you know, if he wants to come chat uh, Marvel or Harry Potter with this young lad, uh, you know, my DMs are always open. So there's a shout out to Nick Robin. Hit up J-Rob. Um, and, and check out the uh, 2TVSports.com Mondays. Not to have a reaction. Jerry's got that going on. Uh, Tuesdays, the Tuesday morning blitz. J-Rob's going to recap you on all things NFL. Wednesday, the top 25, ranking the top 25 teams. That's about to come out, gentlemen. And on Thursday, the pod, Tosh and Gary pod. Of course, Fridays, the 2TV Weekend Spotlight, plus J-Rob's Friday Stock Walk. Now let's get to the NFL. We're going to give you guys our moment of the week. Uh, I guess I'll go first on this one, guys. Um, so I had a few here. They didn't want it. I mean, the Packers winning, obviously, that's my number one. Uh, don't want to count that. And then I, I was considering between two others. You've got Mahomes. I mean, you guys know I think he's overrated. Just seeing him toss the ball around the Hard Rock Stadium, throw three picks, take a sack, 20-yard loss. Um, but not going to count that one. Um, what I am going what, what to say is my favorite moment of the week was the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen proving that they're a legit team. I've been saying Josh Allen's good this whole season. I like what Sean McDermott's doing, and they just basically beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that was undefeated before last week. Like, the Bills are the second-best team in the AFC, undisputed, and Josh Allen is going to take over the AFC East for years to come. So uh, I'm on the Bills bandwagon, boys. Man, you must be having a rough week if uh, you're going with Mahomes being overrated and Josh Allen as your highlight of the week. My goodness, J. Rob, where do we even start on this one? Um, let me find. Uh, let me. Let me. We'll come back to the Bills because I I have um, an an ever evolving viewpoint on the Bills and they continue to impress me more and more week over week. Yep. Um, yep. Long term concerns will work those out, but let's start with Mahomes here. 
Um, Tosh, Mahomes has played two games in his career at Hard Rock Stadium, including this weekend. He's thrown five interceptions, five interceptions in those games. Tough. So, you want to guess what percentage of his career interceptions that is? It's a full 20% of his career interceptions in those two games. He's only thrown 25 in three years. And in those two games, he also is 2-0, and and one of those wins was a Super Bowl title. So I am not concerned about two iffy performances. And in he Hard was Rock down Stadium. in both Particularly, those in Hard Rock. he still threw for 400 yards on Sunday. I mean, one of them was a miscommunication. One of them was the sickest interception I've seen in a long time. Xavier Howard just went full Odell in Tyreek Hill's face. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not worried. I hate to break it to you. I'm really not worried about Mahomes. They're 12-1 and one now. Dude, it's the best team in football all, by a mile. Obviously, Mahomes, Mahomes is amazing. But all I'm saying is that once he doesn't have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, who are basically cheat codes at this point, like he, he just plays recklessly and it's going to bite him in the butt. It's going to bite him in the butt this year. I'm going to call this right now. The Chiefs aren't going to win the Super Bowl. And the game that they lose is going to be because Mahomes either has like a terrible fumble, a costly sack, or throws like three picks. Calling that oh, right. so like plays like a quarterback against a good defense in the playoffs? <laughs> no, man. It's, it's Chiefs versus the field. And like this might be one of those seasons where. Uh, it's kind of like Tiger Woods in his prime, where like if you have Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes, that Trinity, Dude. that three-headed monster, like that's really hard to slow down. Well, Tosh spends every week espousing the virtues of all the Packers skill players too, and you know beyond Devonte Adams, who's the best wide receiver in football right now. Um, well, that's debatable, about, but okay. Talking about Robert Tunyon being a top three tight end or so. Uh, and he loves MVS, and he loves Lazard, too. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that Mahomes is a product of his weapons, but Rodgers is just, you know, the, the engine that makes Green Bay tick. Like, the quarterback's ultimately the most important player there. Dude, I fully agree. When Rodgers has good weapons, he's amazing. And when he doesn't have good weapons, he's really good, but he's not going to put up these crazy numbers. And that's all I'm saying about Mahomes, too, is that Mahomes has these guys right now, and when they leave, they're going to not be as good. But back yeah, by the, the time Chiefs, you leave, they leave, they'll have like four Super Bowl rings. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> we'll see. But, dude, on the, about the Chiefs, the Chiefs almost lost to the Chargers. They almost lost to the Panthers. They almost lost to the Broncos. They almost lost to the Dolphins. They almost lost to the Bucks. And like, they didn't. <laughs> but did you watch lost. any of those games? Did you watch any of those games, though? Like, none of them were – well, the Panthers game was pretty close. Dude, the Chargers But the Chiefs can them. score at will. They can score whenever they want. Dude, all I'm saying is that all this stuff about how the Chiefs are just destined to win the Super Bowl, like, they could easily lose in the playoffs. Like, easily. Like, their defense isn't it's that good. Done. Like Any given Sunday. Exactly. But I don't see the Bills as the team to do it. I think it has to be from the NFC. And I, I think, think the Packers Colts, and the Rams have the best shot to do it. I think both could beat the Chiefs. I think the Colts could beat the Chiefs. I think Frank Reich's good. And who knows? I mean, there's always upsets. And, and yeah, what's – okay, let's get All right, on so to, you said uh, Frank Wright, my favorite moment of the week <laughs> before we get to these other games. Uh, the Eagles situation, Tosh, last week we were talking about how if the public money was all on the Saints, take the Eagles. I don't know how they're going to win, but they will. And they did. Um, there's a meme going around now with, like, Peterson looking at Wentz and Jalen Hurts just kind of standing there smiling. So that's my favorite moment that this week produced. The Eagles consistently a dumpster fire, even when they're, they won a game. Fly, Eagles, fly. And let's mention what a ridiculous week it was from this perspective. Uh, there were three teams coming into the week that had exactly three wins. So horrible teams. Cowboys. Eagles, Chargers, all three of them win on Sunday. Meanwhile, you've got three teams coming into the week that had at least 10 wins, and two of them lost, Saints and Steelers. So your classic backwards week, I'm sure everybody lost a lot of money. Uh, let's, let's lick our wounds and move on. But awesome, awesome to see uh, more turmoil in Philly. Uh, that city just keeps crumbling every, every year they get removed from that championship. But at least they're having fun, right, Lane Johnson? <laughs> yeah, and, and good to see the Eagles pick up a win, give their fans a little bit more hope uh, before <laughs> Jalen Hurts throws, like, three picks in the next game and has their season just crumble in their face. So that was that's a good one, Jerry. Packers get the one seed, hopefully, too, because of that. So take that. Yeah. Great moments. But, boys, uh, nothing for me could have topped. It was about, let's call it, 2.37 Pacific time on Sunday. Uh, we had – 
I mean, just my favorite guy in the, in the NFL right now, Anthony Lynn. Uh, he's been, I mean, I, I don't know if folks out there are reading the Tuesday morning blitz, but he's my favorite source of comedy gold. He never fails to deliver. And this week he had one in store for the ages for us. We had a 17 to 10 game needing at least a field goal before the half. They were getting the ball back to start the second half as well. And they had third and one, 20 seconds left, no timeouts. Anthony Lynn calls a run up the middle from his backup running back, mind you, Kalen Balage, stuffed, short, and then half his offense thought that they got the first down and were getting ready to spike it, and the other half was trying to sprint off the field. The field goal team's trying to come on. They end up snapping it with one second left on the clock, and there's 17 guys on the field. I counted. Uh, it was just the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. And yet they oh, still go on to win. Lynn, and Anthony Lynn took over special teams that week, which is even funny. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Sure did. His responsibility, I, he clearly what Anthony needed was more on his plate. And he yeah, delivered. dude, I love that. How his answer to fixing their special teams issues that have been going on ever since he got there is him to take over the special teams and yeah, proceed to have one of the worst special teams blunders in the history of football. So yeah, he's a horrible coach. I mean, really, like really bad coach. Like, really, And bad. yet they win that game because the Falcons capacity to pull a Chargers is almost as great as the Chargers. Uh, Matty Ice, who has single-handedly tormented my fantasy team all year, and I haven't played him in a few weeks, and I'm very proud of it, threw three interceptions in this game, two of them in the last two minutes, uh, and frankly, just uh, an absolute shit show. Uh, And they managed to let the Chargers win on a last-second field goal, which I think every time that happens, an angel gets its wings. So really have to be – Really impressed by those two teams, and frankly, if they played every week, I think I'd watch. Yeah, those are those are two very similar teams. I'm interested to see who they hire, but um, let's get to the lines this week. Uh, just wanted to start off. We're not going to do all of them; just a few games. Want to get your thoughts? Buffalo at Denver. Buffalo six and a half point favorite. That seems like a lot to me in Denver against a Denver team that's been playing pretty well. Thoughts on that? I, yeah, because I, I like that theory too. Where like. You have a big win if you're Buffalo, so then they have football, you're playing the Steelers, uh, and then you have to travel after you just spent all that energy, all that hype to Denver, who we know has a really good defense at Denver, which is like one of the psycho- most psychologically hard places to play along with, even without the fans, like with the elevation there. Uh, and I, I kind of like the Broncos in this. I'm, I'm pondering this as my upset. Here's my only thing about that. I think McDermott is a much better coach than most of these teams that go into Denver and lose. And I, you know, obviously Belichick's gone in there and lost before Flores. anything could happen. Uh, yeah, it did happen to Flores. It's I'm really to, impressed. First of all, the broad, uh, to me, the Bills have three head coaches on their staff right now. I think uh, this guy Dable and then obviously Leslie Frazier are going to be some of the biggest names in the market this offseason. So uh, I've been really impressed by the way they've kept that team buttoned up, and I think this is a test for them. But I think, you know, there's nothing that I've seen lately that tells me they won't pass. Yeah, I think maybe Bills by three and it's six and a half. Could be. So. Um, Could be. How about Houston at Indies? Another one I circled. This game just happened. Houston easily could have won. Um, I know they didn't look great this past week. They got some receivers out, but seven points. Um, thoughts on that, guys? Well, I think it's too much because Deshaun kept them in the game even without all of his receivers last week. And Indy's coming off one of those blowout wins. Um, and I just love watching Deshaun Watson play. And I, guess, I think it sucks that he's in Houston. Um, but, like, he said he's not resting and, like, he wants to win if he's going to play. So I kind of really like Houston on that one too. I love Deshaun. I think – I mean, the pro football focus just tweeted out today. He's still their highest – third highest rated quarterback of the year right now behind Mahomes and Rodgers despite all the shit he's had to deal with. I think the rest of the Houston team has folded up the, the, the camp tent and gone home already. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to wager any money on that group of skill players right now, that offensive line, that atrocious defense, especially the, uh, the front seven there. Uh, they just don't, I, JJ Watt looks, you know, he's, uh, he's very average player now. And he old. just like does the, does the Dikembe Mutombo wag when he bats a pass because he's too slow to get to the quarterback, <laughs> and I don't like what they got going on there. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that now that you said I think Houston's – Cam Newton threw for 365 done. yards on these guys. Cam Newton hasn't thrown for 100 yards in any yeah, of their games uh, since. 
He threw for 365 on them. Yeah, that's worrisome. How, how about Tampa at Atlanta? I know we Atlanta's a favorite to pick as an underdog. Um, they're getting six points against – I mean, I just – Tampa doesn't have any special teams right now because of COVID. Um, and, and they're six-point favorites. So, like, I mean, it, this seems like a lot. I, I just don't know if I want to ride with the Falcons. <laughs> like – Every week somebody thinks, yeah. Every week somebody decides it's time to win some money off the Falcons in an upset potential scenario. I've done it twice this year in their Saints games. I've been badly burned both times. Uh, I have. I want no piece of Atlanta, but I also want no piece of a team that doesn't have a kicker or a punter right now. So, gonna have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, well said yeah. on that. Another game that I kind of don't like either is New England at Miami. Um, what is it, Miami by three or three and a half? Uh, the camp can't throw, and the fact that they haven't put Sidham in is so concerning because like, clearly he's not the guy if he can't beat out a guy in camp who's just thrown into the dirt play after play after play. Uh, so Pats are just kind of screwed. I, I mean, I kind of, I mean, you say you don't, you don't like it. It sounds like you do like it, and I like it too. I like it on the Miami side, especially if it's only, oh, two yeah, and a half. It looks like you can get it two and a half at some places, like. Is Miami really going to lose this game with everything they've got going on? The Patriots season just ended. Nah, the and it's in it's in just, Miami. We don't play well yeah, in Miami. The, and the Patriots just were in LA for two straight weeks. Didn't come yeah. in. Now they're back home, back down to Miami. Like I don't, I, the the one thing that worries me is is Belichick's defense against the rookie quarterback. Um, and we saw what happened with Herbert. But I I mean is I don't think Miami's going to lose this game. Uh, that's one thing that should worry you. And then the second thing that should worry you is the 23rd ranked Miami rush defense. Uh, they can get after the quarterback, but uh, you know, if the Pats are somehow able to get cam out on the edge and if they can get uh, you know Harris working early in the game, then that could be cause for concern as well. Uh, so I definitely lean, I lean Miami in this game as well. I think uh, the Patriots watching the Ravens lose last night was pretty demoralizing, or watching them win, excuse me, because uh, that pretty much takes them out of the playoff picture. But uh, I still, I'm a little worried about that. Screwed. They're just, I mean, seven. now they're just playing spoilers for fun to just kind of screw with Miami and the Bills down the stretch. Um, yeah. Jerry, Jerry, I think it's time to have the conversation that every Pats fan who has a sports podcast has been having lately. Do we lose uh, week 17 the on purpose? Yeah, I just want to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're I'm all in. I, I hope so. I hope we do lose. Fuck the Jets. I hope the Jags get Trevor Lawrence. I don't want to be dealing with him for the next like 10, 12 years. That's what I was saying Like when we first played the Jets and we won by three. Um, it was just so pathetic. Like, we might as well have lost them there. And the argument was like, ah, you can't be losing to the Owen, like, whatever, 11, Owen, 12 Jets. Uh, if it's going to prevent them from getting the next generational quarterback, I sure as shit will take one loss to the Jets to prevent them from having 10 years of greatness. 15. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been saying it all season. The Jets are going to win one game. That's going to be the game. And it's going to be so <laughs> Jets like to win that game and cost themselves Trevor Lawrence. So, it'd be very Belichick like <laughs> to scheme that up. And if you have to trust one of those two coaches to properly lose a football game, don't you? I mean, that's <laughs> well, the one thing Adam Gase, Gase can probably can't do. Win or lose one. Yeah, I don't. I think Gase is just the most incompetent dude. But I mean, I think most people think that. So not much there. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. I do not want them to win that game. I'm 100% rooting for the Jets. You know, the Jets have scored on seven of their first drives this year. And, there's been and they've lost every game. Games. It means nothing. <laughs> but, um, all right, Seattle at Washington. This is now like a five-and-a-half, five six-point spread in Seattle's favor. I just – who's why is it – yeah, why is it Seattle by six? Why, well, also, why who's at quarterback for Washington? Quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there much of a difference between Haskins and Alex Smith? Yes. Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> yes. I'm I'll see, give you, I don't I'll think give Haskins you an example. Is that bad. I don't <laughs> think Haskins terrible. is that bad. No, Haskins sucks. He's so bad. What have you been watching? Did you I see the games he played earlier this season? Dude, I think awful. against the Seattle – he beat the Eagles. I think against the Seattle defense, I think he could be serviceable. And is Seattle going to have a lot of success against the Washington defense? No, they I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be a slugfest, and if it comes down to Russ versus Dwayne Haskins down the stretch, I'm not putting my money on the Haskins side of things by any means. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you I'm don't have to put your money on the Haskins side. You can put your money on the side that it's going to be a five-point game. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it could be like tied. It could be tied and burn you with a last second touchdown. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I yeah don't maybe I'll yeah. stay away. I like I like yeah. the football team though. And one thing too is when the football team wins the division this year, they're going to have to keep their name the football team. So I think we're going to get another year of the uh, Washington football team. But uh, uh, it's Bears growing on Minnesota. Me. I, I honestly like it, but we'll get to that at another time. But uh, Bears at Minnesota, the I, I like the Bears in this game. I think the Bears, this is one of the division things that Jerry was talking about. I think I might pick this for my upset. They gained, they got some life back last week. Uh, Trubisky's not going to look terrible against Minnesota's defense. And Akeem Hicks is back. Khalil Mack's back. The defense looks like it's playing better. Mitch I Trubisky think the Bears could back. win this game. <laughs> Gosh, you're all in on Trubisky now. It's, I don't know. This is weird. Like, I get what you're saying. It makes sense to pick the Bears. But, like, the fact that they're coming off that big win, it's like everyone's going to be like, oh, Trubisky. Like, okay, he's a little bit better than Foles. Like, this offense. Like, everything you're just saying. Like, I just – I don't want to put any money on the Bears. Like, ugh, it's such a bad this line. This line started at six and a half for Minnesota, and it's already dropped to three, which means the public loves the Bears. And any time – that you're riding with the rest of the general public, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, the Vikings don't have a kicker, so that's another thing to factor in here. Um, oh so yeah, I, that's true. That, wow, <laughs> I don't yeah. know where to lean on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I like the Bears. I might pick it for my upset. We'll see. Uh, Can I just Philly opt to Ari- not watch that game? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins that game is going to be sitting pretty for a wild card spot. Uh, That's disgusting. Maybe not sitting pretty, but have at least a decent shot uh, with wow. Arizona. Who Arizona and Philly? Philly at Arizona. Arizona by six. Like I, I just don't think Arizona is that good. Um, but I don't really trust Jalen Hurts. So no, I Philly dude, might. Arizona is winning that game. Arizona's winning that game. I think Murray might struggle against that Philly defense. I don't know how well he can really throw. Uh, I think he's more of a runner than a thrower. So um, I think he throw a little bit. I mean, he's, he's not better like, thrower than Taysom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, better thrower than Taysom. So I give them a, a pretty fair shot in this one. I mean, yeah. I think uh, the Hurts thing caught teams off guard. Arizona. I mean. I worry about Kingsbury. I mean, does he study film? Uh, but if he does, I think he'll hopefully be able to figure out some things. Uh, yeah. The Eagles had no 100-yard rushers for the entire season until last week they had two, and they still only beat the Saints mm-hmm. by three. So I'm I'm pretty concerned about that recipe. I don't think it translates to long-term success. Yeah, rough going with the Eagles to win back-to-back games, given how bad they've been. Uh, best game of the week is KC at New Orleans. Uh, why is KC? I mean, you guys are the guys high on KC. Why are they only favored by what is it like three? Why are they only favored by three in this game? I don't know. Chiefs you have to give respect. That, you have to give respect to the uh, the three loss team playing at home. Um, I, I mean, I know it's it's twenty twenty, and uh, it's tough to say how much of a home field advantage there is. I think they have some fans in the Superdome at the moment. They do. Uh, not many. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the Saint. I mean, regardless of what happened against uh, Philly last week, the Saints' defense is very, very legit. Uh, yep. They had played, I think, uh, since Week Nine, uh, and and uh, Hurts obviously threw a touchdown against them this week. But uh, even including that, since Week Nine, they've let up three touchdown passes and they've had nine interceptions. So. They are a yeah. very good defense, uh, and Kansas City's a very good offense. And then, uh, you know, you flip things over, and uh, the New Orleans offense has been pretty iffy, uh, struggling at times with Taysom. And uh, can I, I know Tosh hates Kansas City's defense. I generally think they're pretty average. So uh, I think it ma- the, the matchup works out well for either team, depending on how well they can exploit I it. Think, I think Mahomes might shred this defense, just like Rodgers shredded this defense. I don't think they're – I mean – the stats since week nine, like they played the Falcons twice who just showed how incompetent they are today. They played the Broncos without a quarterback. They played the Eagles with basically without a quarterback. Like, I don't know. I think I, 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 I kind of like the Chiefs, but Chiefs have been playing everyone close, but I might rock with Kansas City as my lock. But, yeah, I mean, they've coalesced, uh, you can't go I mean, wrong Malcolm Ryan Jenkins. Yeah, I mean, they've coalesced is the other thing, though. I mean, when they played the Packers, it was extremely early in the season. And since then, uh, they've had time to really kind of form an identity. Malcolm Jenkins comes over from Philly in the offseason. He needs some time to gel with the rest of that secondary there. And now he's really emerged as their leader. 
uh, and that pass rush, I think, just took a while to wear teams down. So um, I, I also like KC, but I think that's why you're seeing the line still stay as close as it is. All right, okay, last one, but not least, let's yeah. get to our upsets and locks of the week here. Well, I got one more game that I really – this is the game I like the most. I'm, I'm just going to say this is my lock of the week. So here's my lock okay. of the week. Niners, Niners minus three over the Cowboys. The Cowboys win a game every two weeks, and people think that they're good, and then they just get absolutely smacked uh, the next week. So I think Shanahan's just going to have a – field day with this cowboy defense that's horribly coached and uh the cowboys defense is i mean it's terrible so uh and the cowboy offense is all right but i think the niner defense is is not bad either so i'm gonna go uh niners minus three is my lock of the week nice nice i like that um i was actually gonna start with my upset of the week here because i think i feel more confident about this i'm still perusing for the lock here my upset of the week i'm loving the Broncos against the Bills. I'm coming on as a Josh Allen hater and saying they just came off a big win. They're going on the road into Denver. That defense, Drew Locke's healthy. I think Jerry Judy's back and healthy. AJ Hamler's been looking good lately. Uh, I don't know, man. I got a good feeling about the Broncos this week. I'm, I'm riding with the uh, – You get a good quarterback in Denver high. and that team, that's a playoff team. I just – I don't know. I, I mean, I said I kind of liked it earlier, but uh, – I mean, I don't hate it. The Broncos. Listen, it's not going to be easy. The Bills. The Bills are probably the second best team in the AFC. Okay, and I don't think yeah. that many people are going to be on the Broncos. But I'm, you know, listen, I'm one of those people. I got a good feeling about this one. I think uh, Josh Allen and the Bills are due for a loss here. Yeah. Okay. Why don't I give you my upset of the week, and then we'll we'll get to uh, your lock and J Rob's. J Rob, of course, will have some picks too. Um, all right. I'm thinking either football team or Bears. You guys have any thoughts on that? This is your upset? Yeah, my upset of the week. I'm thinking either football team or the Bears. I hate, I hate putting money on Dwayne Haskins. I think you have, if you're choosing between the two, it's got to be the Bears. Okay, I'm going Bears. I think their defense is going to slow down Kirk Cousins, and he might look pretty bad this game. So uh, I'll go Bears as my upset of the week. They're getting three points. So I hate being where the money is. If Alex yeah. Smith turns out to be healthy, I mean, keep an eye on that one because I do – I think there's a lot of merit to uh, Washington at home with the momentum they've built up. But Haskins, definite no-go for me. I agree. I agree. Um, I'll, go with, I'll go with the Bears as my upset. Um, Ooh, risky, Jerry, gotta... but risky with Trubisky. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, work, not working with much here, but I'll, 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 I'll do the uh, Bears. You got you to gotta lock, Jerry. So nothing's jumping out at me. I want to give you a couple to kind of talk about. None of the spreads that are like over seven or eight, you know, one a little closer payout, a little better. Um, Cleveland against the Giants minus three, but the Giants defense is stingy. I kind of like that because we know Danny Dimes is banged up a little bit. Um, I kind of liked uh, the Indy one worries me a little bit with Deshaun. I like Green Bay a lot with Carolina. That's kind of a bigger spread. Um and I liked Arizona against the Eagles. So I think I'm kind of between the Browns and the Arizona Cardinals as my lock of the week. And just on the money line, I don't really trust those teams to cover against their opponents. Mm. To be honest, I'm not I, – I would say I like Cleveland a little bit more than Arizona just because okay. uh, – I, I mean, I've just been saying I don't think Arizona is that good. But I, I, they'll probably win that game. I just don't but. think the Eagles are winning two games. Like I just don't see that. Yeah, but they they also just beat the Saints. So say that say what happened last week isn't a fluke. Like the Saints are pretty good. The Eagles beat them. Saints are better than Arizona. Um, but Can yeah, I throw one out of left field? Can I throw yeah, one out of yeah. left field here? Uh, Rams Jets under is forty four. I does anybody think the Jets can score on the Rams? No. Yeah, the Jets aren't going to score double digit points. I don't think. I like no. that. I've, yeah, I've been known lock. to hit a Jets, Jets I, game under the, on this spot before. Yeah, honestly, that's a better log. I kind of like that out of left field. I think I'm going to take the under in the Jets, uh, Jets Rams. I don't see uh, Sam Darnold doing anything against that defense. That defense is fierce, man. And they're He's playing gonna really well. He's going to be seeing well. Aaron Donald in this face a lot of that game. Yep. So, yeah, uh, I like that, J Rob. What else you got, J Rob? Um, last time I came on here, boys, I got humbled. Uh, 
it was rough. Uh, I put money on uh, Kirk Cousins, which is something I hate to do. Uh, and I got smacked in the face for it. Uh, he actually played a good game, and they still lost. Are you about to take him again? Dallas Are you about to take Minnesota again? No, no, no. No, I'm not. No. So I, we have to play it safe this week. Uh, you know, I staked my reputation as the teaser king, and I was, uh, I was beheaded uh, by my loyal subjects. But I'm coming back with a teaser, and I'm going straight chalk, super safe. Uh, Kansas City bump them down to we'll, we'll do a two team six point tease uh, pays uh, minus 110 there uh, all you need is KC to win or lose by uh, less than a field goal against New Orleans and all you need is Love the Packers that. all you need is the Packers to win uh, by three or more against Carolina yep. at home yeah uh, straight chalk straight chalk two team tease yeah. six points McCaffrey's uh, not playing also yeah, two best teams yeah. in the league to me right now. Uh, week 15, you know, it's not late enough in the season to get weird rest stuff. Uh, this is the time when the best teams need to be separating themselves. So that's uh, that's where I'm putting my money. Uh, and then if you want to sprinkle on something, I saw uh, a defeated, dejected, uh, just really tumultuous Las Vegas Raiders team uh, on Sunday. They looked absolutely dreadful. And they have all sorts of COVID going through their locker room right now as well. And you're going to put money on the Anthony Lynn-led Chargers. They just got to win. You think they're going to win two in a row? Jesus. Precisely what I'm going to do because they're not – I like the three and a half. It's an upset. It's an upset. So they're covering the three and a half. And I don't see this game coming down to a late game clock scenario. So I'm willing to trust Anthony here. Uh, Am I willing to trust Anthony with the direction of Justin Herbert going forward? No, I'm not. But I'm, like I'm willing to trust him with one game. game. Yeah, I'm willing that to trust like him with field, this one game against uh, like a, a, field a goal crappy game. Raiders team. Yeah, it's a crappy Raiders team too. I mean, they've uh, they duped everybody, and I think they're um, still getting too much respect for it because uh, they played yeah, the Chiefs. Speaking tight of another twice. team that played the Chiefs tight, <laughs> the terrible Raiders. But uh, all right, like those picks. I think we're gonna do well this week. Um, check out our Instagram for the for you know clips of everything. Everything we've got going on there, um, 2dvsports.com, the weekend spotlight, the Friday stock watch will be coming out later this week, so stay posted. Uh, gentlemen, it is fun podding today, and uh, we'll be back at some point.